Well, hello there. I am Casey, and this is You Heard Me Right, a podcast that brings people together through creativity, collaboration, and colorful conversation. By this point in season one, you probably have a pretty good idea about our whole vibe with the whole writer and the two sound artists and treehouse thing. But today's episode is, let's say, a slightly different take on the format, partially due to situational necessity, but mostly because Spotify is apparently cool with it. (laughs) Thanks, y'all. Please enjoy a very special episode of You Heard Me Right. You Heard Me Right presents Far Out, a narrative audio journey into the universe, well, not the entire universe, mostly just Atlanta. Oh, hello. I have not properly introduced myself. I'm the announcer, filling in for Casey's hosting duties while she handles a little situation. You see, today is a group recording day where writer Mark Kendall and audio artist Emily Sankofa and Klimchak were to discuss the writing and sound art inspired by the theme, Far Out. However, it appears that both Mark and Klimchak are having some difficulties making their way to the treehouse. We'll go now to a city street side where Mark and Klimchak are unknowingly having a chance encounter. Hey man, I'm a little confused about where I am right now. Can you, Yeah. Can, I, I need to turn around or something. Can you give me a hand? Yeah, no, this is East Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, it's a lot of neighborhoods. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Atlanta's like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, because sometimes it's just like Atlanta is just like, it's just a bunch of traffic, you know? Right. Yeah, and then and then Atlanta would be like Peachtree Street. It's out of nowhere. But then, yeah. mm-hmm. but then Atlanta also will be like West Peachtree Street. Uh-huh. And then there'll be like Peachtree Battle. Yes, and I love that. Atlanta one. will put up Peachtree Corners. And then Atlanta will be like, Peachtree Industrial Boulevard. I'm following you. Yes, you know what I'm saying? Yes. (laughs) And then, but don't forget, Atlanta also has an old Peachtree Road. Okay. But then Atlanta will be like, but wait, don't forget, new Peachtree Road. And then Atlanta also has like a Peachtree Circle. Atlanta has a Peachtree Square. They may as well have a Peachtree Trapezoid. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, they also got like Peachtree Preschool. And then they also have Peachtree Elementary. They got Uh Peachtree Middle, Peachtree High, Peachtree Baptist, Peachtree United Methodist, Peachtree Christian Scientist, Peachtree, I'm still figuring out. Who knows what happens after you die? I'm just trying to take the morals that my parents taught me, but still like create my own thing, you know? Yeah, I know. Atlanta be like Peachtree, 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 Peachtree. Traffic light, nope, that's just Peachtree. Bike lane, nope, Peachtree again. What'd you say your name was? Klimchak. You know, that's that's actually Atlanta for Peachtree. Yeah, I promise. 
Atlanta be like Peachtree alternate universe, yeah. you know, where it's just like, okay, so let's say you major in English like you always wanted to, right. and then you publish a novel, you marry the person you love, y'all have kids or whatever, maybe a dog or something, but in this alternate reality, you're allergic to good vibes. So in the, at the end of the day, is it is it even worth it? Yeah. You know? Oh, great. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's just gonna be straight ahead, and you'll see it come up on your left. Oh. Yeah, no problem. Oh, for gosh sakes, I didn't even tell you where I was going. <sighs> Hey Casey, this is Lexi. I've only confirmed with one of today's guest artists so far, and she's en route now. But I'll keep trying to reach out to the others, and we'll get back to you as soon as I can. Talk soon. Meanwhile, at the Treehouse, guest audio artist Emily arrives for the group interview, throwing Team You Heard Me Right into quite the tizzy. Hey guys, uh, bring it in. Quick team check-in. Cool. Okay. Uh, so clearly we don't have our talent here right now, um, save for Emily. Uh, All right. Mark and Klimchak are apparently both running significantly late. So what do you think we should, hmm. I mean, should we just start rolling on the talent we have and, and just, I'm sure they'll check in soon, right? Yeah, let's just roll with Emily. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's, okay, let's do that. Okay. Hey, Emily. Yes. So glad to have you with us right now. Um, so if it's cool with you, we're gonna just, we're gonna get rolling. Uh, just start off by asking you a few uh, warm-up questions. Okay. Um, yeah. So, Emily, there is like a lot going on in our world today. And I was wondering, as a creator... What do you do in order to keep yourself mm. grounded? Hmm. Um, the thing that keeps me grounded is this saying that um, chaos is order seeking to emerge. And so whenever things get crazy, I'm like, what is, what is coming up? What is emerging that is going to provide clarity? So that's that's what's been keeping me like attached to my work and focused um, because like I feel like I'm really like the most creative when there's a lot of chaos happening. And I will say that I did like um, the brief period of quarantine, um, I guess. Yeah, but I, I really enjoy silence. I enjoy stillness and um, I really took that time to regroup and to uh I don't know just experiment and explore and do more things that I wanted to do and then um I don't know just just get closer to freedom and independence more freedom and independence um you know why you don't have people breathing down your back asking for stuff and can you make this and can you make that it's like I'm focusing on what I want to do and then We'll get back to doing all the other stuff with like brands and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I really, I really think I'm like, I'm still unfolding. So it's just like, I'm the most creative oh, 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 right I'm now. So, I am so, so sorry. Um, I'm getting a phone call. It's Mark. It's Mark, uh, the, the writer. Uh, uh, just give me one sec. 
Hey Mark, uh, what's going on? Just wondering about your ETA? Hey, Casey, yeah, how's it going? Uh, it looks like I'm about two weeks out, what? based two, on what I can tell. Two weeks? Yeah, I'm in traffic uh, right what? now. I'm on 85, and I'm talking to the person next to me. This Who's is next? This looks about two weeks. Yeah, it looks like we're stuck here at about for about the next two weeks um, or so. Yeah, so give me about like two weeks. And I should be there. That should give y'all enough time to like, I don't know. Y'all are watching like a show or something. Now would be a good time to well, start we're, a show. We're not watching a show. We're recording the, the podcast. We need you. Right, right. Well, I don't know. If y'all start like nightly screenings of the Umbrella Academy, I should be there in about like a season and a half. How, how do we measure a season and a half? Wait, we're a not. A season and a third. I think each season's about 10 episodes long. So if you and the, everyone in the community, you organize like, you know, a safe outdoor screening every night. You start at season one, it's like 10 episodes. Give it another four episodes into season two. I should be there for uh, season season two, episode five. Does that make sense? Not not really, Mark. I'm, I'm really gonna try to have to get you to get here. No, no, traffic's really bad, hence the two week, hence the two week thing. We're not, we're not moving, strangely enough. I'm going about 80 miles an hour in the opposite direction. The opposite direction? They, they kind of said it'd be faster rather than staying on 85. If I just kind of like went home, chilled for two weeks, and then two weeks later it should so open up. So that's why. So, oh, you know what? I just checked my GPS phone. Sorry to cut you I just checked my GPS phone. It says about a month. Um. It says about a month. How is so it? So like, I think maybe like, let's say, I don't know. I'm just kind of spitballing here. Like, that's about 30 days, that's right? That's a long... Let's say we want to get to, like, episode 15 of Umbrella no, no, Academy. We're not watching Umbrella. One night, you in the community, you could watch an outdoors episode of... The next day, you could, like, decompress. You know what I'm saying? Almost kind of do, like, a film study but session. We're... You could have, like, resident scholars, resident film professors come through, share what they thought they saw, and then other people would be like, oh, I think... I thought the episode meant this, and then other people would meant that. That could lead to, like, lively banter. You know, I think that's a good way to spend time. Okay, just let me know when you're close. Okay, cool. Thanks. I'll see you. In, I'll see you soon. Oh, oh man, get out of the way! Okay, everybody, take five. Casey, this is Simone. I'm getting ready to mail some checks out, and on the address line, one of the artists just put down Peachtree. Um, is there any way I can get some clarification on that? Okay, give me a call back. Thank you. Bye. Now would be a good time to check in with Klimchak to see how his journey to the treehouse is faring. Let's join him now. Oh God, I'm so turned around now. I, I'm, I'm, I don't even know if I'm going in the right direction anymore. There's so many peach trees around here, and they all seem like they look the same. Peach tree, peach tree, peach tree, tree, peach 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 tree,
So we are going to just keep this thing moving, Emily. I guess like sticking with the topic of crazy things happening in our world, there just seems to be so much division and just, I don't know, like, like people misunderstanding one another over seemingly just completely insignificant things, right? So like in your opinion... How can people find ways to connect over those things? Hmm. So essentially you're asking um, what are ways that we can kind of uh, use our our differences to come together versus using differences to be things that repel us away from each other? You know, I absolutely love it when guests frame questions more succinctly than I do. Yes, that is that is what I meant. Oh, okay, okay. Um, man, you know, we're quick to, um, I guess just like cancel people without fully understanding the root of who or why they became who they are. And so I think in saying that, I think the best thing to do, number one, is to always lead with compassion. Um, because when, when I see someone or when I just encounter someone who's like different, I'm not number one turned off by that. But then when I start seeing things that don't feel, or in terms of like their behavior or things that they do that are like, I guess not morally right or whatever, I'm like, okay, what, what is their background? I start getting curious about like, what, what did they come from? How did they become this human being? What has shaped their perspective? What were they around? And I think a lot of times when I start asking those questions and then you start talking to people. I, oh my oh. goodness, I am, oh. I am so freaking sorry about this. No, no, um, it's all good. This is Klimchek, uh, the, the, the other sound guy, actually, which is, which is kind of great. Um, give me just a few seconds. Uh, hold on. Klimchek, hey, um, it sounds like you are en route, which is great because as soon as you get here, uh-huh. I would love to chat with you about your, your strategies for uh-huh. creative collaboration. And I don't really even... have a general oh. one, honestly. I, I, um, I, actually, I mean, it's um, different every person I collaborate with. Um, when I'm working on a, a film, say, you know, everything is going to be locked in place and down to the microsecond. So I'm locking to that time code and nothing's improvised and it's all, you know, written out. But um, if I'm doing like a solo show or even a theater piece, there's a certain amount of looseness to it, you know, because the actors are going to be different every night. So I've written a framework and kind of work within that framework. 
So that's that way for that. Now, when I'm doing solo work, it's usually really improvised. I mean, I, I, I you know, kind of pick 20 or 30 instruments I'm going to use for a performance and figure out some way to put all that together in a, in a half an hour show. So. <laughs> well, that's great. Um, I mean, save some of that for the tape. Oh, it's so great. Um, but like, you know, when you get here, like when you are here, um, we can chat all about you and and why you decided to make um, Atlanta your home base and well you, um oh. I, I stayed wait, 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 because wait, wait. No, this, I started cool, making but... you know connections wait, could, could you maybe um, oh okay and, no no this, okay uh, that's the big thing if particularly if you're not like in a band or something you you kind of make your 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 connections and that connection base is, is how you get your work it's how you get your calls so I've lived in Atlanta now for about 40 years, and um, I've got a big base at this point. I've got people that call me for all sorts of things, you know. I might get called to do an art opening, or I might get called to do a film score, or I you know, might get called for whatever, and that's what's good about Atlanta. Now, when I came here in the 80s, Atlanta was really cheap, and that's one of the reasons I initially stayed. My first place um, when I was playing with RuPaul and them uh, in the Now Explosion and all that groups of people, I was, um, my rent was a hundred bucks a month. And I mean, that was cheap for Atlanta then, but you could find those kind of things. And probably I would not be the artist I am today if I didn't have that. That meant that I didn't really have to have a job. Even starting out before I could make a living in music, I just had to find some small amount of money every month to cover that rent and food, you know. And I was young and didn't really care about anything else. So, <laughs> you know, um, that, that was it for me. It, I, it would be harder, I think, now for a younger person coming up because it's not cheap like that anymore. Um, just like most of the young artists have moved out of New York because it's just, it's just untenable now. Everybody that I know who's even a middle-aged artist sort of lives in Philadelphia or someplace, you know, and commutes in just because you can't afford it anymore. Atlanta is borderline. I'm sure there are still cheaper places around, but I don't know them anymore. I think for every artist, you should really think about living in a city just because you need that amount of artists in the city to inspire you, particularly when you're young. But I mean, it was really important in my formative years to be able to go out and see and be exposed to all these different things I had never thought of before. You know, uh, yeah, come check, come check. Hold that thought for me, please. Um, I'm getting another call. Just, just hang on one second. Come uh, on, hang on. Hey. Hey, Casey. It's Caroline. I'm doing some research on today's guests, and one of them claims that their hometown is the Peachtree Alternate Universe. Does that seem right? Just want to fact check. Um, let me call you back. Okay, Coop, Jake, can y'all vamp for me yeah. just a little okay. bit longer, please? Like, y'all are doing great. Thank you. Um, Just keep rolling on Emily. Yep. Um, Maybe Mark's close. He's, he's calling me again. Yeah, cool. Sure. Cool. All right. Hey, Mark. Um, Are you here? Are you, like, close? Hey, Casey. I'm at the lake. Why are you at the the lake? Yeah. I just... The lake was calling to me. 
The lake. You know, and I heard a voice that said, it's the lake. And, you know, strange enough, I've never been, but I just kind of like followed the voice that was kind of guiding were... me. You know what I'm Great, saying? But and I'm I drove, sure, but... found this lake, and here I am uh, approaching the precipice of the water. It's weird because it's like I see like a lot of skull and bones from like oh, previous people that I guess like washed up ashore from walking directly into the lake. Perhaps oh, go the other way by a same voice, a similar voice. Uh, that's what it seems like it is, but I'm just going to start treading into the water here. Yeah. Mm, maybe you should not. Okay, you know what? Casey, now that I now that I'm underwater and I realize that I, I can't You're breathe, underwater. but I am oh. I am seeing a lake spirit. The lake spirit was calling me this whole time. It looks oh. like it looks like this is probably not gonna end well for me, but I'm remaining optimistic. Mark, I don't want you to I'm no source of oxygen, but I'll see how this goes. This uh, I might be delayed a little bit, you know. I um, um... I'm so sorry. I hope the interview and everything goes really well. I, I seem no, to be it's... getting very good service. Yeah, you sound at the great. Bottom of this lake, and I probably have like a good 60, 70. I don't know how long I can hold my breath, but if we want to do the interview right now, I can do it from underwater. If that. That's okay. okay. Um, I will get back to you. Um, just give me, give me one sec. Okay, <laughs> so this wow. has all just been fantastic emo um you know we're gonna we're gonna just wrap it up um just have some just a, a final question for you yes. um, about differences and how we can learn to accept situations as they are even when we as a society may not be coming from the same direction yeah so um Essentially, like when I'm when I'm encountering people that are different from me and I just start to see like drastic differences. My first question is always like, what, what, how did you grow up or what was, I guess, in your world that formed and shaped those perspectives? And when I ask those questions internally and even just like when I'm engaging with the person, I feel like a lot of times I uncover, I uncover things that allow me to lead with compassion versus judgment um and i think really at the end of the day it's like we we have to when we come in contact with people in general we always have to be aware of the fact that like we aren't perfect people ourselves and a lot of times even when i when i feel myself judging i'm like well wait a minute if somebody knew this thing about something you did when you were like 22 or something it's like okay you know you could be judged in the same way that you're judging. And so I always try to like remove judgment, lead with compassion and really remain inquisitive because I feel like that's the thing that we lose as adults. Um, I see it in kids. Like when they come up, it's more of they lead with curiosity before they lead with judgment. And it's like, we have to remain curious about the world and about people because we're actually all the same. And and I know this sounds like we are the world, but I watched this, um, I forget the name of the documentary, it was on PBS, but they analyzed the DNA of people from like different, different countries, like Asian people, people from Africa, whatever the case may be. And they first led by saying like, hey, who do you think you'll be most similar to? Like who will, who will your uh, 
whose DNA will you kind of like align with? And the people that they guessed, even in their culture, it was like, it was not the case. It was like people who were drastically different and it illuminated the fact that like, we're actually, we come from the same pot. It's just that the things that have happened over time in terms of like geographic changes and all of that have kind of changed like who, what the outside, but internally as human beings, we're, we're really the same. So that was like, yo, that changed my perspective because I'm like, what are we fighting over? If you at the at the core, when you look at our genetic makeup, like, yes, there are some differences. But when you look at the, the, the code, it's, it's the proof is in the pudding there. So we're fighting over stuff that doesn't matter. You know what I mean? And the differences make things spicy. It adds, you know, culture and, you know, uh, it can it can make. It can create a great space for like cool outcomes, but I just feel like we're 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 fighting and doing focusing on things that don't actually matter. Um, and even in even in like growing and scaling the things that I'm doing, I'm learning like I can't do everything. And it's like, what's something that you can do that I can't? And how can we merge that together to make some kind of like bigger grander thing um so yeah i don't know that's just kind of like my perspective on that that's wow that's absolutely beautiful it it doesn't matter if we're different or the same or even in the same physical location apparently as long as we're together in our hearts because when you think about it no one really knows what happens after you die. Die, 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 die. April Fools! Thank you for joining us on this wild ride. The theme Far Out was first given to writer-comedian Mark Kendall, whose wacky directions led our guest audio artist, Emily Sankofa, to compose a musical ode to her hometown of Atlanta, which became this episode's special theme music. Klimchek, the avant-garde musician and mastermind behind the Peachtree Street remix, then took Mark's written source material to new dimensions. Far Out indeed. Our guest's creative journey inspired me to dare to try something different, and I really hope you all dug it. Oh yeah, shout out to Lexi, Cooper, Jake, Simone, and Caroline, the amazing production team behind You Hurt Me Right. Because I was literally like, hey, I need y'all to record some lines completely out of context, but it'll probably make sense later. And then they totally did it because they're awesome. Oh, and special thanks to our guest announcer, Emmanuel. Be sure to tune into a very special season one finale. Oh, 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 okay, Emmanuel, you did a super great job, but I'll uh, I'll do this part um right now. <clears throat> Be sure to tune into our very special season one finale next week. Man, does time fly? Huh. We'll hear you later. This episode featured guest writer Mark Kendall and our two audio artists, Emily Sankofa and Klimchak. Featured appearances by Lexi McKay, 
Cooper Skinner, Jacob McCoy, Caroline Baxter, and Simone Brown. You Heard Me Right is a Spotify Sound Up original series and was workshopped as part of the Sound Up Accelerator program at Spotify headquarters in New York City. From Could Be Pretty Cool Productions, this episode was produced and edited by Casey Willis with help from Cooper Skinner and Jacob McCoy. Mixing and sound design by Cooper Skinner. Our executive producers are Casey Willis, Cooper Skinner, and Lexi McKay. Our writer and story editor is Caroline Baxter, and our production accountant is Simone Brown. Special thanks to Greg at Listen Up Audio, Kanye Willis, Remy, and Bima. From Spotify, executive producers Gina Delvac, Baron Farmer, Natalie Taluk, and Jane Zumwalt. For more information about today's guest artists, visit us at herdrightpod.com or follow us on IG at herdrightpod. Thanks for listening. 